Good afternoon, y'all. It's good to see y'all today on this kind of a drippy, sticky day. <clears throat> Guys, but we celebrate today the feast day of the conversion of St. Paul. Super interesting because um, I don't really think there's any other feast of a saint that we celebrate their conversion, right? We celebrate buildings. We celebrate, you know, uh, Jesus' heart, Our Lady's heart, St. Joseph, the saints. But the conversion of a person is celebrated today. And I think that's just amazing because without St. Paul and this magnificent conversion that he had, the Catholic Church would not have established itself in the way that it did so rapidly into the Gentile and pagan nations, right? Paul was an essential component and key player in the spreading of the gospel, though he was not one of the 12 apostles. He came along later after the resurrection of Jesus, right? But nonetheless, Paul's conversion is what we celebrate today. And so I was thinking to myself, I was like, God, what if that would be our story? What if your conversion was so important that long after you were dead, people still celebrated the moment you met Jesus? That it had such a profound impact on their life because of what you did with your life after meeting Jesus that the church would celebrate that moment in history every single year. Like I think back to my own conversion, I can't put a date on when I had my conversion I can put it on an event. I was 15 years old at a retreat. But what month, what day, I have no clue. But this moment was so important in the life of the church that it celebrated that day year after year after year, right? Now, St. Paul was a magnificent figure. And he tells us um, in the gospel um, some of his credentials, and one of them that I just want to call to mind is St. Paul was like the Jew of all Jews. Like this was the up and coming rising star in ancient Judaism. And he mentions somebody who that he, who, excuse me, who he was studying under. He says, at the feet of Gamaliel, I was educated strictly in our ancestral law. Most zealous for God, right? This guy, Gamaliel, was, uh, was one of the leading uh, teachers of Israel, and it gave him credentials, right? It would be like if I would come to you, and I'm studying the theology of the body, and I'm teaching the theology of the body. It would be like me telling you, I studied under John Paul II for 15 years, and you would go, okay, you have credit to be able to speak about theology of the body, Right? And that's who this guy was. This was the leading guy. And Paul's telling them, no, look, as a Jew, I sat, I sat under the best of the best, the smartest of all of them. And yet I've come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Right? He was the leading persecutor in the church. He was zealous for the faith. He was persecuting the church left and right. And he's not ashamed to say it because he's not identified by his past or his sins. He's identified now in a new life in Christ. He says, my past is the past. I leave that behind me, Paul says, and I press on to what lies in front of me. I love that understanding in Paul's theology, is that whenever we've been forgiven of our sins, they're gone. They're washed away in the blood of Christ and the sacrament of reconciliation, right? It's only the enemy who keeps reminding us of our past. And how many times do we hold on and we beat ourselves up over a mistake I made 30 years ago? And I just can't let go of it. Paul goes, I let go of that a long time, boo. And I'm looking forward to the prize that's in front of me. 
right? And Paul had this magnificent way of turning everything into a moment of grace, right? We get disgruntled whenever our world gets interrupted or our day is misplaced with things and, and we get, um, you know, told that we have to do certain things. Like we get disgruntled with it um, when sickness comes, etc. But Paul, listen to what Paul goes through. He has a way of turning it all upside down. He was a man who knew the cross. Listen to what he went through. He says, I had countless beatings and often near death. Five times I was received at the hands of the Jews with the forty lashes less one. Three times I have been beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I had been shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been adrift at sea on frequent journeys in dangers of rivers and dangers of robbers and dangers of my own people, dangers from Gentiles, danger from the city, danger from the wilderness, danger at sea, danger in false brethren, in toil and hardship, though many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. No big deal. I look at that and I'm like, dude, I'm a wimp. You know, I have suffered nothing compared to what Paul has suffered for the sake of the gospel. Right? And Paul took all of these and he didn't look at them as things that held him back from a freedom in life of Christ because he knew that the world was not his, his mark of freedom. He was being persecuted, beaten, stoned, thrown into prison. That did not affect Paul's freedom. Paul knew that freedom was found in Christ. And it was no longer him who lived, but Christ who lived within him. Paul understood this to the very depths of his soul. And so all of these hardships that he underwent, he held them up like a trophy in victory for the prize that laid in front of him. He saw these hardships as a moment to unite himself to the suffering Christ and win for the salvation of souls. It's as if through these moments of hardship, it was Paul's victory march not letting any of that discourage him. He said, in all things, we lift up praise to God. All things work for the glory of those who love Him. That's everything, guys. Everything we go through today, yesterday, tomorrow, united to Christ, will work for the glory of His name and for the kingdom to come and for the salvation of souls. Every little discomfort, these masks we got to wear, offer that up as a discomfort for the glory of God. The little things that we have to do nowadays, offer it up instead of complaining. I can either let my lips speak praise or I can let my lips speak discouragement. It's my choice. Paul shows us that we should always choose to encourage and to lift up and to take all of our little discomforts in life and unite them to Jesus. And with that, it supernaturalizes it. <laughs> and it becomes something of great, great, great value for the salvation of souls to bring that gospel into the entire world. Amen?